welcome to the Stripped Money Podcast with Lungile. Thank you for giving us your ears as we break down money to its bare bones, letting you know how your money can work for you. Hello and welcome to Stripped, a podcast about money. Money. Just saying the word makes you feel a little anxious. It's intimidating and it's a little bit complicated. Well, I don't like complicated. I like simple because life is complicated enough. My name is Lungi Lenona Lamashiro. I am a speaker, financial education enthusiast and a marketer. I hold a master's degree in strategic communication from the University of Johannesburg. And I'd like to invite you to please join me as I strip money down to its bare essentials because the world of money has room for everyone. Now, you might be listening and wondering, why did I decide to start this podcast? Well, I've been in the financial services game for some time now. And within that time, I've engaged with people from different walks of life and different um, levels of their money journeys. And what I've learned is that although um, there's a lot of communication from financial services providers, it's still very complicated. So the aim of this show is to basically strip it down so that in a way that everybody can understand. So I'm very excited for this uh, series and I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. My first episode is uh, around managing money as a couple. And for that, I've invited my Hinchard, my husband, Hinchard, to please join me. My Hinchard. My Hinchard. <laughs> Not only for moral support, but I think we've been through quite an interesting money journey together. And I, the, I think there are a few learnings from it um, that we would like to share. We're not by any means um, any professionals or experts, but I think we have something to talk about. What do you think? Thank you, my Lungi. Uh, <laughs> good luck with uh, your podcast. Uh, I think it's really a, an exciting journey for you, talking about money and sharing all these learnings um, and personal journeys. But you know, bringing it home is actually an honor and a pleasure to be here and actually having this first podcast with you. And I think it's it's going to be a nice journey that we're going to share in terms of our how we manage our finances and how we actually live day to day and plan forward. Okay, awesome. So um, let's start talking about our first money conversation. Do you remember when we talked about saving for a trip? Yeah, that was something else because I've never really saved in my life before. I've always had um, surplus cash in my check account or my current account, but I've never really had an, a separate um savings account so it was actually the first time when we actually had to be transparent and we had to communicate because we wanted to achieve this great goal um but it was one of the scariest moments because i had to now put away something in a separate account Mm. but we actually did well because we communicated well um we spoke about our goal and what we wanted to do so we actually started putting money aside in our individual savings accounts yeah i remember us walking into a bank branch and we asked to open a joint account and we got the weirdest look because here are people who look 21 wanting to open a yes. joint account and they're not even married um i think that was a little bit funny but look at us <laughs> i now. suppose it was a, it was a learning as well definitely um and you know Saving, saving for that trip or saving for that goal was actually one of the most exciting things, you know, because we, we had a certain sort of achievement that we wanted to achieve, you know, outside of our parents. And we're still young and we wanted to do our own trip. And that was going to be the first time for me getting onto a flight down to Durban. It was going to be the first time. So (laughs) it was a scary moment, but I did it with you. And 
we actually went down to Durban. We enjoyed ourselves. We came back with surplus cash. Yeah. I remember we came back with money and we looked at each other and we thought, what are we going to do? How are we going to blow this money fast? And we didn't. We we decided to to keep going. Yep. I think the habit of saving had already started and there was no point in us stopping. So we decided to keep going, although with no really... Um, no, no goal in mind now, but we just carried on. Yes, we didn't actually have a goal in mind, but we knew that we wanted to do our second trip. We knew mm. that we, there was going to be a third trip in the horizon also, but we kept on saving, even though we were still trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. But we are already saving and it started building a culture that we have carried on for all these years up to our wedding day, you know, um, where we add, actually built up such a large sum of money over the saving, that religious saving month to month in our own individual accounts that it was actually amazing that we could actually have a wedding of our, our choice dreams, or yeah. our dream. So yeah. it was an interesting journey, a lot of learnings, um, you know, but imagine if we had started saving from when I started asking you out. Yeah, that, like 15 years ago, that would have been something else. Definitely. And, you know, we achieved big goals and helped us in terms of carrying us forward um, to where we are today. And, you know, but the biggest thing was actually planning for that wedding and Mm. having the freedom to actually have the wedding, our own wedding that we want. And also at the same time, we were buying a house. Yes, we purchased our first home. And I think that lump sum also helped us a lot in the sense that I was not aware of um, what are those costs again? bond registration and transfer costs and so on. All of that stuff when we purchased our first home. So when we were faced with that lump sum, yes, I got the shock of my life, but luckily I knew that we had that money in our back pocket. So it helped quite a lot. So definitely, you know, we were like that little power couple and think we had (laughs) a lot of money, but, uh, you know, coming to realize that we actually had saved up a lot and, um, uh, you know, we learned a lot in terms of compound interest and putting away money and being disciplined, interest-bearing account. We could have gone, you know, for an investment account if we were any wiser, but, you know, we looked at both of us didn't come from financial savvy backgrounds, Mm. uh, but we learned as we went on. And we made some wise decisions, you know, and look at us today. We are in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in a marriage. And obviously before, and well, it's not obvious because you don't know. Um, before we got married, we never lived together. So our finances, although we had that savings um, pocket that we had, our finances never really mixed. Yeah. So the moment we started living together and got married, we had to now think about how we're going to handle our household together because it's brand new expenses. I'd lived at home for the longest time, well, since birth. So, <laughs> so I never obviously had to think about paying the small things like the water bill and all of that stuff. So we had to now sit, sit back and strategize together, which um, gave birth to our annual budget session that we do every year. Oof, that session that we actually sit down for at least, what, half a day? Yeah, it's about half a day. And we go through... Our individual expenses, you know, that's an it's an interesting part of our life that uh, we've joined ourselves together in a such a way that we've come up with a nice little, you know, budgeting tool that we have. You know, we use the spreadsheet. Yeah, and I'm not a spreadsheet kind of girl, but I think Hinch had made it a little bit easy for me to understand. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And now we actually sit and at the beginning of the year, we look at our individual salaries. We look at individual expenses. We and look goals at for the year. 100% as well as goals, individual household expenses. And what we've done is we have actually shared them equally amongst each other, you know, so that 
we're both responsible in our individual capacity for those household expenses. Mm. And, and it's helped us a lot because now you know how much you have in terms of buying your bags, My all those shoes. shoes that you have. Maybe we should sell them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and all the nice things that you want to do, your nails and so on, but you know exactly what you are spending and what you are putting away individually. Mm. Yeah. And I think, um, this year was actually interesting when we did this exercise because we have now a new addition to our family. A bundle of joy. A bundle of joy. So. Um, our budget that we've had from 2016 and just tweaking it a little bit had to be tweaked a lot this year because we're adding someone new and babies are expensive. So Nappies. we had to make sure that he's, um, well catered for within this budget. Definitely. You know, we, we've done a lot in terms of changing around what we actually do. Um, but because we were already budgeting, it was mm. an easy transaction into going into this whole new year mm. where we were able to see what we need to set aside for ourselves in terms of making sure that we're not financially crippled because of our new bundle of joy, you know? Yeah. So we don't want a bundle of joy to bring bundle, bundle of bundles sadness. Of pain. <laughs> bundles of pain. Yeah. So um, I think every couple has a money management strategy, right? Um, what I mean by that is there, there's couples who have a joint account. So immediately when your salary comes in, it goes into one account and then you guys um, communicate in terms of um how the money is spent within that one account. I'm assuming that you'd have um, equal access to that money and then you pay the bills, etc., and all your expenses. And then there's other couples who like to keep it separate. So you would have separate bank accounts. Um, one person handles this, another handles that, and then that's it. We live happily ever after. And then there's a bit of a blended strategy, which is what we've decided to do. And what we do is we basically have um, our own individual accounts that we are, that we manage and um, our expenses come from those accounts. So whatever I'm responsible for, I would pay for. I know I'm responsible for it. I have to do it timelessly. And Definitely. likewise with you. Yes. Um, but then in addition to that, we have what we call, what we call our smart account. A nice innovation that we brought up. <laughs> <laughs> so in our smart account is money that we, um, sort of put to, put towards, um, ourselves. So we take, we both, um, we contribute at, yes, about 20% 20 of, our of our salaries into that account. So it's literally a David order from my side. Um, as soon as I get paid, that money gets into this smart account. Definitely. Yeah. And the purpose of this account is to, um, look after, our other expenses. So our day to day, we've split amongst ourselves and we handle individually, but the smart account handles big ticket items, big ticket items that we are not expecting to, to pay for, not budgeted for. For example, bad example, if our geezer breaks and, um, we need to get that sorted, that money comes from there. Yep. And it is now basically also our, our baby's account because all of his expenses, we use that account to, to pay for. But remember, this account was actually given birth by us saving for a goal or saving for a chip. And this mm -hmm. is also an account that we're using in terms of want to see how much we have at the end of the year for us to be able to travel also. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's a nice account because it's there. It's an emergency account at mm -hmm. the same time, but at the same time, it's a smart account, as you say. It's a really nice invention that we've brought in and it, it actually takes the weight off our monthly expenses. It does. And the, the the benefit of that is obviously at the end of the year, what we do is then we sit down and we look at the money that we've got remaining in the smart account and we decide what to do with it. Um, what we've said this year is that a portion of it will go into our home loans and then um, 
another portion will obviously go into our annual trip because we want to go away um, at least once a year. Definitely. So that's what we're going to do. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a, very, it, it's blended. It works really well for us. And yeah, it helps. I think it helps us keep it honest because we both have equal access to that, to that account. We see what's happening on a day to day basis. But you know what I love about this account? You know, we are able to reach our goals. Mm. You know, individually, you've got your personal goals. I've got my personal goals and we've got our household goals. Mm. And this account helps us to actually reach those goals. You know, we've got investment property. We have an investment property. And, you know, it's been this money has enabled us to actually get to a point where we are trying to build wealth for each other and wealth for ourselves our and wealth and our family and our bundle of joy. Mm. So it, it, it helps us in terms of getting into the right track and going and doing the right things. What's your goals for this year? My personal goals, financial goals, that is. So I've got three. Yeah. But I think they're not all mine. So one is to open up a tax-free investment account for our, for our boy. And um, the reason I want to do that is obviously being in the game for some for the amount of time that I've been. And I know that the, the benefits of starting early. So I want him to get started with his savings as early as possible. So I really want us to max out his tax-free investment account for this year. And nice one. Nice one, hey? So we need to do that. So that's not my goal. That's his. And then I want us to actually relook our policies. I know we've started this process already, but obviously with a, with a new baby in the mix, we have to make sure that if anything happens to us, he's well taken care of. So I want us to really finalize that because it's very important. And those are one of the, that's another conversation, you know, as couples, we tend to shy away from. And, you know, everybody trans, you know, just tries to not even talk about those things and we never know what happens tomorrow. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a, I must say it's a really good goal. It is. And you know, when we met with our consultant the other day, it was, it's such a morbid conversation to have because you have to now think about, okay, if something happens to you right now, how do you want your child to survive? Like how much money do you think they will need to survive? It's, it's sad, but it's reality. It's reality, but it's, I, I can understand why a lot of people, um, shy away from having this conversation because nobody wants to deal with their mortality. Touch wood, it never happens oh, touch to wood, us please. anytime soon. We're not <laughs> trying to exit this world. Not anytime soon, anyway. And um, my last goal is p- very personal in that I actually don't have any offshore investments. So I do want to diversify my investment portfolio offshore. And I'm looking at a few options and I know there's very cool products out there that I'm, I'm thinking about using, but I really want to get started in getting some Apple shares and Google shares, you know, get, just getting a little bit of exposure. And there. I think with today's technology and today's products out there, it makes it much more easier to actually achieve those goals. Absolutely. What's your financial goal for this year? I've got a, I've got one big financial goal for this year, you know, and it's to actually create a third leg of income. Mm. Um, if you remember when we were still dating and going into our marriage, um, I used to have an Uber. Yes. And that used to give me a bit of side um, income and mm. it helped us a lot in terms of um, achieving my goals personally and achieving our goals at the end. Mm. And I want to get back into that and have a different side income that will continuously be there to assist me to actually be able or enable me to be able to reach those certain heights that I can't reach with my salary. Okay. That's a good one. I think, yeah, that's a very good one. Um, I know, and I know you're very passionate about. It's a sort of a third leg of income to our relationship, you know, not saying that we need to include anything third. No other thirds, but just third incomes. 100%. (laughs) 
Okay. And, oh, wait, but you remember, we have a, a, a goal together. Remember in our budget, the last, the last cell or whatever it is on the spreadsheet is that we have to work towards, um, making sure that our expenses don't exceed the Ooh. lowest person's salary. That's, I I, that I'm right? not sure if that's a goal or if that's a strategy that, that it's, a, it's a strategy that we're trying to make a goal and it's really a difficult one. You know, it's very ambitious. And because what we're basically saying is that we want to live in a way that we can live in with one person's salary. So with the economy is so bad at the moment. Yeah. People are losing their jobs left, right and center. We just want to be sure that we can live on one person's salary. And besides that, you know, living on one person's salary while we're both employed and we're trying to get our third leg of income coming in, it's another way of creating wealth. Mm. You know, it's another way of making sure that we are, we become debtless. Mm. It's another way of making sure that we actually achieve the goals that we want to achieve. Um, and having this one goal or strategy that we want to implement, it means that what, um, our salaries also, our expenses should not exceed the lower off. Mm. So between the two of us, whoever's getting the lower salary, our household expenses should not exceed that month. So if anything happens to one of us in terms of losing their job or anything like that, then we're still financially fine mm. or we're still financially sorted that we don't go and finding us deep and finding, finding ourselves in a depression run or finding ourselves not being able to afford the financial lifestyle that we that have, we right, have now. right now. Yeah, I think that's been a very cool conversation. Um, just to round it up. So we, when, when you're managing money as a couple, there are just a few things that you need to do. You need to talk about money. It's a very difficult conversation, but the earlier you start it, the better. So you need to be transparent in how you communicate with each other and have um, a common vision. So develop a common vision. Definitely. Know what you guys are trying to achieve and do it together. Couple goals. Yes. <laughs> and you need to know your expenses as well, you know. Um, and that comes in with budgeting and keeping each other honest within, the, within, um, st sticking to the budget that you guys have allocated. And you also need to employ a money management strategy. It's easy to just spend, spend, spend. But if you know that this is how our household, um, utilizes its money, it actually helps you in the, in the, in the long run because you know what you have and you know how, how it will work better for you. And then, also have an equal um, control of money. Like we said, in our smart account, we both have access to that to that money and um, we spend it together knowing exactly what's going on. And then the last point is to obviously devise an estate plan. Um, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have and I think we'll delve deeper into that in upcoming episodes. But I think it's important that you do that, especially when you've got children so that they're well taken care of if anything should happen to you. Actually, very interesting, you know, and uh, I think what we've proven that it's not actually rocket science to get money right as a couple, you mm. know. Um, I think it's just a matter of being transparent, as you've mm. mentioned, you know, talking about it, having certain goals. And it's it's not difficult. It's not as scary as everybody thinks it is once mm. you start employing those goals and implementing your strategy towards it. And it's not a thing that you have to sit down and crack your head about. It's simple things like mm. looking at what's working and what's not working, mm. looking at what you need to achieve and what I need to achieve, you know, being able to be transparent in terms of our total relationship goals and our total marriage goals and also including our little bundle of joy that's coming to the picture. But I think it's 
what you're doing and having these kind of conversations will lead, you know, your listeners to be able to think a bit outside the box and make things happen in their own relationships. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel so much more comfortable having you as my first guest. I feel Um, honored. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions, please feel free to look up my profiles on social media. My name is Lungile Mashejo, like I've said. So search that and you will be able to find me. And the podcast name is Stripped. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us your ears. Catch us on the social media streets. On Facebook, it's Stripped the Podcast. On Instagram, at Stripped underscore the podcast. And on the Twitter streets, Stripped underscore podcast.